Recording from a basement, a home office, and above a garage in suburban Atlanta, welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ashley. And this is still a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will still challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember to buckle up and put on your critical thinking cap, because now is not a time for the faint of heart or of the brain. This is episode 125, our quasquicentennial episode with a special guest and a friend from the pod who's here to tell us something. Welcome, not, Ashley. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. You know, it's not safe for some of us to answer the door or pick the wrong driveway, get in the wrong car, or even have a kid's ball hit your neighbor's yard. And we need to find fault around that. So who is to blame? Always looking for fault. <laughs> um, and I, I uh, like maybe a lot of you, was majorly bummed at the Fox News settlement, even though it's... Mm-hmm. 800 almost 800 billion dollars but it is my own damn fault and our side or at least me does this all the time so we're going to take a lesson from my mistake on this it's was it sharp. billion or million S- 787 million million yeah. okay million. i think jerry yeah. said billion did so, i yes well that's the first mistake of many then. Yes. So less than what Alex Jones had applied against him for his Sandy Hook lies. Oh, I didn't. I forgot to compare that. Isn't that something? That's probably a good thing you didn't compare it because I think that would have that would have would have made you mad. Well, it's making me mad now. I was a victim of my own messed up expectations. For some reason, I took off my critical thinking cap, and I thought, they're suing for $1.6 billion. They're going to get $1.6 billion, and they're going to apologize, and they're going to grovel, and they're going to force a reckoning for all the shit they've done. And we're talking about Fox News, and very little of that happened. Well, and I was kind of hoping that we would see the Sean Hannity's and the fucker Carlson's and uh, oh, I, I can't. There's so many names. Judge Janine and and, and uh, Murdoch himself to testify, mm-hmm. and that was going to be a public um, court hearing, right? So there, you would see snips from that, I would assume. Yep. But not to be. They skated under that it was one interesting. too. I read a piece. I think it was in the Washington Post today about the mediation that went on at the last minute, like they got this really well-known mediator who was on vacation in Germany, and he was the one who kind of put the last bits of the settlement together with stuff. And it was disappointing because I think the thing that Dominion really should have pushed a little bit harder and that people really wanted, the, the, the money is a big deal, but I think it was the public acknowledgement, the apology, the having to say on air, we lied about this, is what a lot of people really wanted from it. And I think that's what the ultimate dominion give was because they're getting it in the sense that they're getting their reputation 
bolstered, but it's not coming to the people to say, we lied about this. You wanted consequences. Well, I wanted, I, that's, I, that's what I, I wanted. I did, but you know, with everything that got leaked leading up to this story, all the emails between people who worked for Fox that talked about all the things like, I don't believe this, but I'm saying it on TV. Like they've already admitted it in some capacity and their followers do not care. They, they, they don't. Even Many of them don't know. They don't know. Yeah. It's not been broadcast on their network. So, and even the day that that this you know in their uh, payment came out, um, you know, most of their news coverage was on um, was it the China police station thing and and uh, high crime. So nothing on this thing at all. So mm-hmm. most of their viewers are going to be in the bubble. You wanted from it. You want well. We're we're in our own bubble, um, which is part part of part of the problem but you wanted well i wanted sean hannity to read a statement and Mm -hmm. i wanted to see tucker carlson read that statement i wanted to see them like i think which of the other crazy networks oan was it i think it was oan that had to do that and you know as part of their deal and they Mm -hmm. had to, to read these kind of groveling apologies on air and i was just like yeah man that's what I wanted, but yeah. I was I was totally smoking consequentium. <laughs> yeah. Not the hopium pipe. Yeah, it was no. It it was the I wanted the I wanted I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him pay, and yeah. I had fooled myself into thinking that that it would happen, and I realized afterwards. Why? Why did I think they were going to get 1.6 billion? I read an article afterwards that said that number was never realistic to begin with, mm-hmm. and that wasn't what I heard in my bubble. They're getting sued for 1.6 billion. They're getting sued for 1.6 billion. There's, you know, there's a terrible. They have a terrible case. Fox did. Like everything was leading yeah, up yeah, to, yeah. they're gonna have to give away the store. Once I heard that it was owned by like private equity, my heart sank a little bit. Wasn't it worth at the time though only like eighty $80 million dollars or something? That was the other thing that I didn't know. That it, it that this wasn't like some you know multi billion dollar juggernaut, and. Right. So asking for that kind of money was kind of insane. And since it's owned by a private equity company, that's all they're going to care about is the money. They are. They got got a huge payday, a huge payday. They did, but I take a little bit of satisfaction in the fact that if they truly were only worth about $80 million, Dollars. Although this article is saying they had a, it has about nine million, nine hundred million of assets. You know, still it's they're paying an off. There was something in there Fox didn't want for how much they're willing to pay compared to the worth of Dominion. But it, once, once, once it was a private equity company. Yeah. All that was all that mattered was the money. But you know what right. gave me a little bit of hope. And, and it's oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's do it. That's early. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the hope that kills you, right? Help you, baby. Let's go. 
was we begin to see a little bit of accountability in some other areas. Like we, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Alec Murdoch, the guys that shot Ahmaud Aubrey, like all these people who in the, who in the not so distant past would have been getting a little more of a pass and they were getting on things. Trump actually getting indicted for something. Like you were starting to see these little bits of accountability, the Alex Jones verdict. And so you had this hope that like we're on this tide now that that account like it's going to go forward. That accountability is going to be there. And it, you know, these little tiny baby steps of accountability that we've been doing. And it's still no, <laughs> no disappointment. Okay. The, the Alex Jones verdict is actually a good comparison because he's never going to pay that. He's never going to pay it. That feels like another pothole that I wouldn't want. Like I, that I, like, a, like a mental pothole I can avoid. Alex Jones isn't going to pay a billion dollars. Well, when, when is that process supposed to start? I mean, when are funds supposed to change hands? I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. I, I'm, sure, soon. I'm sure there's an appeal, so it, it won't be right away. But from what I understand from listening to the Knowledge Fight podcast is that uh, as the way this is coming through, he's going to have to be really, really, really creative in future earnings to not be able to have his own wealth come back at this, even if he declares bankruptcy or, or whatever else with it. Um, he already tried a separate venture that got shut down after like two days because it's like, no, that's too tied to what you're doing here. So he's going to feel some pain from it. And I think the family knows, the families know they're never going to see that money. But the size of the verdict and the judgment that went against him for his own arrogance, for his own refusal to tell his lawyers to turn over the evidence that was asked for in discovery so that led to the summary judgments and then the, the jurors hearing in the settlement phase everything that they heard, there's a deep-rooted satisfaction in that because I think it, it actually has started to make some of his, a small number of his listeners kind of question a little bit of stuff. But... It was just that little bit of hope, and then that's what kills you every time, right? <laughs> well, how many times have we fallen for it in the last eight years? Matt Gates going down. Mueller. Yep. Mueller going to take him down. He's got it. He's got it. Kyle Rittenhouse. They're going to get that guy. I mean, it's continual. Not approaching it with that same skepticism that we atheists are supposed to be renowned for having. <laughs> um, and I, I, I didn't do any of it. I took the 1.6 billion at face value. <clears throat> I, I let my emotions just rule the roost. And I would have taken a, I would have taken a dollar in a settlement on it. If they had had to do the public apology and say, we lied. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between you and a public uh, private equity firm, mm -hmm. because yeah. they're because right. they're that's all they're about is what whatever their the percentage of the, of their return is. And this is is this is a Canadian based company too, right? Dominion. Oh, I don't know. It sounds very Canadian though. Now that you mention it. I mean, uh, when I saw the interview with the CEO, he had kind of that Canadian kind of 
uh, accent kind of thing to it. But yeah, now, so did they already have the jury ready to go? That they I was did. Kind of they, the attorneys that. were mic'd and ready to start their opening arguments. The press oh, had all okay. checked into their hotel rooms for a week's long stay, and because that's that's the thing I was kind of wondering about too is, you know, in today's environment, you know. Um, what kind of jury did they select? And you know, I know the process on how they how they get there. So there's like a give and take kind of thing. But there's really with I don't I don't know with this jury if if there would have been such an open and shut case like we thought too. I mean, because you have to have um, everybody, all the jurors on board, right? It has to be unanimous. I read that the jury that the jury was was not predisposed to believe Fox. So, like the jury, the jury was not an was not considered an asset to their defense. Yeah. So, hmm. you know that's. But it's a civil trial, right? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be an unanimous verdict. Oh, okay. okay. I do think it's hilarious that they had to roust the mediator from one of those uh, CBS Sunday morning River Cruise commercial. He Jones. was on the Danube. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was on, on the, the cruise on the Danube. On the big long boat, you know, with all the other geriatrics and pre geriatrics like us. The Viking River Cruise. Yes. <laughs> it didn't say that by name, but that's what I was assuming it was. So, yeah, yeah. One of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the one of one of our future cruises. Mm-hmm. When we wanna we wanna slow down. Go to Europe oh, yes. we wanna slow down. But I, 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 did, I was mad at myself for doing it because I set myself up for that disappointment. And I shouldn't have. Well, and that's, that's part of the problem. You're saying the bubble is like when you listen to the news sources that we tend to listen to. And I've been off Twitter, so I don't know what Twitter was saying about it. You can't trust I mean, anything you know, everything on Twitter was, anymore. It changes daily for what they allow. And well, don't allow. Yeah. You can't trust anything on Twitter Well, anymore. you have to be careful. You're going to get booted off of there. Um, but I mean, we were led to believe it was a pretty open and shut case. They had all their ducks in a row. They had, you know, voice recordings, mm-hmm. they had text messages. So I think we had good reason to believe that it was going to be in our favor. It, well, well, it was. But we never considered uh, out of court settlement as, as being the Not <laughs> when it strategy. went up to the wire that it did. Right. Like once right. it went to that point, I thought it was going to go to trial and I was actually kind of looking forward to it and hearing everything. I, thought, that went with I that. always thought it, I never thought I was going to go to trial. Huh. But I did. Okay. I, I did would, think yeah. that they would have to do an on air apology. Like that part. I had totally hung my hat on. Mm-hmm. Can't that was that was like like I would have watched Fox every hour to watch them blandly read a statement and yeah, that satisfaction yeah. and was then... i was robbed <laughs> i was robbed and and it feels like the company quit like it never mattered to them like that part of the that the apology part the consequences they, they didn't care they they gotta, I mean, they took out an ad the next day saying they're now even more trusted than they were before. Right. Yes. Yes. So, a, a number approaching 10 digits was all that mattered. And 
should have thought, should have known that and not gotten my hopes up. Mm -hmm. it, the, the next one of those will happen, will happen sooner than I would like to think. I, could what, be the Lucy football? Could be the Dotard indictment. You know, I, well, could, could, could I be think that. The I think that the conservatives are going to turn it on things like NPR or C-SPAN or something like that. Who do who never, I won't say never, because that's a bold word to say, but where there have not been incidents in the past of noti notably intentionally lying about things, I think they're going to start bringing suits like this over things they don't like just to force some settlements and and so further distrust of any other media that's there. I mean, look at Elon trying to call NPR state-run media. Well, and Canadian broadcasting, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, at least those media organizations are dropping Twitter. Yeah. That, that, that's a good thing. It is. That, that's, you know, it makes Twitter... Uh, less valuable from a from at least my perspective from a user perspective, but I know that it's all borrowed time anyway. I wish it would be a little more useful uh, before it eventually either implodes or I get so sick of it I drop it. Yeah, because all the people who tweet that I like to follow are not all going to the same platform to continue stuff, and I don't want to have to join eight different platforms. To hear from the handful right. of people I uh, want to hear from. For sure not. There is no there is no real suitable replacement. But they're also going to get better at it. Fox, yes. they're not going to make the same mistakes that led them to having to sign that huge check. They're mm -hmm. going to get better at masking it or skirting the issue. Or... Well, and I was I was thinking too that I, I I think part of that package is making sure that they don't offend corporations, you know, um, everything else, you know, like like the crime thing, they can lie all they want about that because there is no organization, there's no crime, you know, organization corporation that's going to sue them. Um, LGBTQ issues, there's no entity. That's, that's going to you know put a suit on them. So as long as they can get away with that stuff, I think that's what they're, and that's what they're doing now. I mean, they didn't skip a beat for their lies. They didn't. That didn't straighten out no, at they're all. Gonna, they're going to get better at it, but they're going they're going to get better at it, and they're going to go after weaker entities, individuals that can't, you know, afford it and can't bring that kind of lawsuit against them. They're going to get better at, at not defaming, but they're not going to change at all. Arguably, it could get worse. Yeah, because that's their formula. That's what's gotten them to, to the place that they are, is this fear, you know, in, in ramping up the fear and, uh, you know, making everybody else the enemy. That's their secret recipe. And what are the so. consequences of that? Oh, there's many people well, getting people getting people getting shot shot <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, that's a big consequence yeah. of it. we had. What four incidents in the last seven days of really innocuous situations leading to people being shot and fortunately not all killed, but a fair number killed from it. The 
Well, one, the woman in New York, I think, was only 20 years old. Only 20 years old. Only 20 years old. Yep, and she was getting to the wrong car, and then the guy in Kansas City. No, the one that know, in New York, in. they went, they pulled into the wrong driveway. Yeah. And yeah, you, back you, have out. To, you have to get your... your it's the uh, cheerleaders in Texas that got in the wrong car. Right. Right. And then the six-year-old okay. who let a ball run into the neighbor's yard, she and her dad, what, today? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was just today. Yep. So by the time this podcast airs, who knows how many more of these incidents we will hear about well the other thing too is is there's so many that never make the national news like you know i subscribe to the ajc and every morning you look i can't remember the name of the section you kind of list the local goings on there's at least three sometimes more of these individual kind of shooting kind of things where you know a, a family you know squabble or whatever or somebody in the parking lot you know, so these are things that happen every single day, and they're well, not being reported. The shootings happen every single day, but supposedly innocuous situations, like the family squabbles. Okay, there's a fight that leads to it. A fight yeah. breaks out of the birthday party. People get, I mean, it shouldn't happen. I'm not belittling that. These are just really innocuous situations. Like my neighborhood is a very small neighborhood, has uh, two streets on it, but some of the house numbers on the, are the same with different street names. I've had people come to my house thinking it's, you know, on the other street before. And that'd be like, they ring my doorbell and I just shoot them. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, you want yeah, the street yeah. over, you, know, you want the street behind me with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know we have more guns readily available to people than many, many other countries do. But the guns are not shooting themselves in these situations, right? I have to believe that in other countries where people don't have such readily ready access to guns. They're not walking around all frustrated because they couldn't shoot somebody who rang their doorbell by mistakes. So like what, what is going on that our first instinct when something like that happens is to shoot someone. I, that's what I don't understand. Well, I think it's the fear factor that, you know, one of the main promoters of that is, is Fox news. And so people are getting more and more scared. You know, of course, the NRA, you know, wants people to buy guns. So they kind of push that same kind of you need to protect yourself, need to protect your family. That's the gun. That's um, the gun part. That the gun part yeah, is the right. The NRA mm -hmm. is a is is basically a lobby for for gun manufacturers. More guns, purchase more guns. That's all. The, the NRA is just about gun manufacturers Selling being guns. able to sell more guns right. for mm -hmm. sure yeah what makes you so scared without some extenuating circumstance that just a normal a ball rolled into your yard what goes on in your head that says i need to shoot a six-year-old because a ball rolled into my yard well the guns from well, that from that and all these all these scenarios are a little are are a little different but the only constant is heavily armed neighbors with quick access to guns. Right. And if you if you lessened the guns, would this happen less often? Probably. But that's not going to stop 24-7 fox indoctrination. But I think it's kind of the, the dog chasing the tail kind of thing. I mean, it, it's just, um, 
so you you get scared and you buy a gun and then you know in, instead of answering the door or you know creaking it open and say can i help you you know their first response because their their mind goes to that fear kind of factor thing is now they have a gun before they they'd have to you know either retreat not answer the door but now they have a weapon so i think that's what's changed is is you know the um the number of guns i, I read this stat so 2003 there were 200 million guns in existence in the U.S. I forget, what, what is our population in the U.S.? At 330. Okay. Um, 2018, it's now 300 million. So it's increased 100 million in however many years that is. The other interesting thing is the AR-15. Back in 2003, it represented 2% of those sales. And now it's 25% of those sales. So there's that fear factor that, that's ramping up during that, that uh, short span of time. I don't know, though. I mean, maybe that's a part of it. I don't think that explains all of it. I, I, I can see how the 85-year-old man and the 65-year-old man fit the stereotype of the people who sit and listen to fear-mongering news and are scared of things. I can see how they fit that stereotype. I don't know enough about the other two shooters to know if they would be a, a, a Fox News-type audience demographic member. And I don't have a good answer to this, but I know, like, I own a gun. I have several friends who own guns. None of us answer the door with a gun in our hand. Right, right. We don't take it. Most people don't take them with them in their car. Like, it's it's not, it, that's not my first thought on anything. And it's, it's, it, maybe I have a false sense of security about stuff, but I, I kind of feel like, Nine times out of ten, I'm going to be okay in most situations. And when I'm not going to be okay, and it's when I'm not going to have a weapon on me anyway. You know, walking to the stadium for a soccer match or something, I'm not going to have a weapon on me. So, you know, if something happened there because I'm suddenly around tens of thousands of people, that's a different situation. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think when your um, news and your politics um, are pushing that gun kind of mentality, that's that's where these... So people don't trust anybody that, that doesn't have a Trump hat on, a MAGA hat on. Everybody else, you know, the, the politicians and the news media has pointed out are your enemies. They're dangerous. They're, you know, evil. They're baby eaters. So... And they're pa- they're, pa- they're, pa- they they're pedophiles. Know, they're they, pedophiles. They, they, yeah. want to, they want to come after your guns. They want, but, they want to make and, you less safe. They want yeah. cities to be continually hell holes, festering nothing but crime. They yeah. want sanctuary. They cities, want yeah. uh, too many immigrants to come in and take our jobs and water down our race. Uh, what What are the other uh, yeah, classic just, tropes? I'm having a. I hear all of those tropes, and I understand what you're saying, but I'm having a hard time reconciling that against the, the specific victims in these in these very specific crimes that we've seen over the last week. I'm not sure you can, and I, I would not, I, I, before I say this, I'll do it if you guys do it. You watch nothing but Fox News for two days, two days. You don't go to your normal media sources. You don't turn on MSNBC. 
you don't turn on local news. You only watch Fox and maybe the Fox local news. Well, Fox local news is far, far away from Fox 24-hour, 24-7 news. It it Um, is, but it's still Fox. And it shouldn't get a get a free pass because their parent company is, you know, the worst of the worst. They're still, if it bleeds, it leads. They're still, you know, oh, here's the latest apartment fire. Here's another shooting. Here's another example of something gone bad in Atlanta. If you watched Fox for two days, I think you would understand where people would get this from because they've basically been injecting it in their brains but for do, years. But, but, but again, though, do we know in these specific four incidents that all four of these shooters are that audience? No, I think we, I think two of them are for sure. I think two of them definitely fit the stereotype of being a part of that audience. Correct. If the so other I think one, is, you know, the other I, two, one, let's and we'll because it's a podcast and we can wildly speculate. So why not? The one where the <laughs> guy shot at a girl because the ball went in the yard mm-hmm. total access to to handguns right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah he was an angry old man to begin with or i don't know if he was old i don't even not, think he was old of these kind of, right okay but yeah so one of these people get off my lawn kind of kind of things i'll show you kid and the the one in the one in, in texas, texas right with a, was a young man named according to the bbc here pedro tello rodriguez jr who was 25 he might have been thinking he was going to get carjacked. He may have, but she got in and she got out right away. Like, she realized what went on and she got out right away. Well, when you have a gun, there's well, no time to say you're sorry. sorry. Right. And and that's the thing, too, is your brain is, you know, kind of reverted to that reptilian kind of thing. You're not using logical thinking. If you're scared of something, your mind's going to click into fight or flight kind of thing. So... And when you have a gun at the ready, and he apparently had that on him. It wasn't in his car. It was on him. Yeah, apparently. but she said he, she was trying to apologize to him. He threw his hands up, and he pulled out a gun and just started shooting at all of them. So now, granted, that's, a, that's an aftermath of a witness who had all of this happen to them. But that guy did not get out of the car, it doesn't sound like, with a gun in his hand and come over and shoot. Like, he still had... Like there's 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 just still something. Was, Ashley, was he standing his ground? Well, I think that's the logic <laughs> that's going to be given to it, but I still think there's just something. You're using logic in air quotes, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I don't know enough about the stand your ground laws in the particular. Well, first of all, not a lawyer. Watched them on TV. Heard a little bit about stand your ground this morning, uh, in in something I was watching before work, but. Uh, I don't know enough about what the laws are there if you, to say if you can claim that or not. I know with the George Zimmerman thing, it applied to you feel threatened on your street. That's the whole stand your ground thing. And we can see that that's you know, backfiring horrifically. I guess maybe because I don't carry a gun on me all the time. That's just not my Hippie. first thought of something. <laughs> like I don't, if somebody bumps into me in the grocery store, if they don't say I'm sorry, my thought is, my my thoughts, what a jerk. They didn't say sorry. It's not, oh my God, I'm going to go punch that person or kill that person, you know? And 
these but kind of stories you've, because you've gone happy, to the grocery but, store around here and seen people yeah. packing have you not um i rarely around the two i know that there have been reports of people packing at one of the ones near me i rarely see it now i have seen it up at the farmer's market on our town square um but uh you know i i rarely yeah, because... see it in in the grocery stores that i go to you got to keep that artisan but, bread and cinnamon roll safe from from looters. Hey, have you? Yeah, right. <laughs> but but now this parking lot thing took place in Texas. Yes. Okay, and they have a stand your ground, and um, and carry as many guns guy, as you want, however well, you want. Yeah, and and there was a recent case where um, I can't remember the guy's name that shot the Black Lives Matter protester mm -hmm. and claimed. Stand your ground. And the governor pardoned him? He hasn't pardoned well, him yet. Right, yeah, the jury, jury well, mm -hmm. yeah, he said he would. But, I mean, so the jury, you know, made him guilty because they assessed that it didn't fit that, that standard. Right. But so a governor of, of whatever state, if they're... It's uh, Texas. Uh, it's know, Greg uh, Abbott in Texas. Right, yeah. So he could overturn that, too, if they, if they you know, Somehow I feel guy. like he would not overturn it for this individual. Because his last name is Rodriguez and he has brown skin. Oh, okay. I don't think he will get overturned yeah. on it. Pardon me. I need to take another hit of consequentium. <laughs> <laughs> because the, because the, the situation in Texas, the guy who was found guilty of, I don't know, was it, was it murder? Did he shoot the, did he shoot the uh, protester? I can't remember what he was, yeah. what he was found, he, but he was and killed yeah, him. He, he, he yeah. was found mm -hmm. guilty and yep. yes, finally some some consequences. Ah, mm -hmm. not so fast. Mm -hmm. He's right, a victim. Right. We're gonna he pardon was, him. And it's he was just convicted like, and then less than a day later the Republican moved the Governor Abbott moved to pardon him. Well yeah. they uh, there was a lot of squawk <clears throat> to mm -hmm. have him be have him be pardoned. I don't think it's it's happened yet. Um, no, that's what I say. He they moved to do it. But. It is it, right. it is it is gross. A little more than well, just anti-democratic. It's anti-democratic. That means well, that you're not well, letting well, the Jeff, justice Jeff, system he, do its he didn't job. He belong in jail anyway. The justice system railroaded him. Not according to the you jury. Think, you know, if anything, this Pedro guy probably has a stand your ground case, but that law wasn't written for guys named Pedro to get off. Maybe and, uh, yeah, I don't know all the all the uh, you know parts of that incident, but I, it'd be kind of hard to justify a stand your ground if yeah you know, he had to he put his arms up and then he had to get out of the car, walk to the other car where the two women were sitting now in their car in their in right, their car so... rolling down the window saying I'm so sorry I thought it was my right. car he threw up his hands he pulled out a gun. I think right. in a way that hits the definition of premeditation in a lot of cases. Well, how did you, how do you, right. how do you know he's not, gun. they're not going back to their car to get a gun? You don't know that, uh, but, yeah, these days, but yeah. again, I, I'm just saying the little, the little bit of law that I like that technically fits the definition of premeditation, I think, but I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know that for sure. So don't quote me on it. Um, don't send a bunch of emails telling us that how wrong we are on it. We recognize <laughs> that fact. We're probably wrong on that, but 
I, I think it's very hard to make that case with it if what the witness statement says is true. He had mul he could have stayed in his car. He could have blasted the horn. He could have run inside the store. He could have done 10 other things if he was in fear of his life than what he did. Yeah, but you're looking you're right. looking you're looking for logic. And those stand your ground laws are not they're, first of all, they're designed to get people who have guns out of being convicted of crimes for using their gun. It's basically a get out of jail free card for gun owners. You don't have to worry about accidental shootings because everything is going to be so close to a stand your ground. You have justification for using the weapon that you purchased from us. So you should buy a few more. And I should have looked this up, but it would be really interesting to see the racial breakdown of people either not charged or not convicted because of stand your ground laws. Those laws, mm. I don't think, are written for everyone in mind. No, they're not. No. So, wait, I need to take another hit of Consequentium because it hurt me. <laughs> you must be getting pretty buzzed by now, dude. We can barely see you now, too. That, that's like the, that's like the vape. That would be the vape of despair, Jeff. Oh, ooh, that's a good term right there, the vape of despair. Just... Yeah, it's and actually the lights, it's dark like my mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I look, these these stories to be outraged and I almost feel like there's a need to keep aware that you can still be outraged because otherwise you just kind of shrug emoji and things don't matter anymore and you've you've reached the fifth stage of death and dying which is acceptance and I don't I don't want to accept that I don't want to get mad all the time. It's not healthy to be mad all the time, but I think the people who are trying to find reasonable solutions to, to things are feeling very defeated right now in a lot of ways. States that are enacting laws against LGBTQ people, which has nothing to do with anything, and it's because they can fire people up over it because it's a sexy topic to talk about, but it really is masking the fact that they don't have good policy solutions to real problems that people are facing. Well, they need they and they need and they always need an enemy. They do. And and yeah. when you and when you say why are people why are people upset and using guns like that? This that's another example of nothing but fear just winding people up. It's like a fear industrial complex between the Republican Party and the increasingly unhinged and radical Republican Party, Fox News, everything they see on Facebook, people in in tight bubbles. And like anybody in a bubble, I'm going to argue that their bubble is far worse than ours. But we, we live in one, too. It's not the same, but it gets this false equivalence that, oh, you're in a liberal bubble. You know, it's the same as our, you know, if I live in a bubble, so do you. Now, how those bubbles manifest and what goes on in them are very different. And that's 
the media largely makes those equal. Jeff, you, you look like you sucked on a well, lemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, as far as our, our bubble, I, I tend to think our bubble is a, a, a democracy prone, you know, a favorable bubble. The other bubble is an authoritarian uh, fascist bubble. So it's like, I don't need to wander into that bubble. I, I, I know what, what that, what's going on over and I, there. And I'll give you the other side of that, that your bubble are no good sexual deviants who want to have brown people come over illegally, take all our jobs, replace us, live in crime-ridden hellholes, tax us to death, and take away our guns. That's good. That's that's their description of our bubble, which they would find that we find like ridiculous. But your description of their bubble, they would find equally ridiculous. Well, yeah, because they wouldn't use those terms. They think they're being uh, biblical. Some of them, and and they're uh, a vast majority of them. Or white, you know, would would uh, I would define as white Christian nationalists, and that's that's you know we keep using the, the term Trumpism or you know radical Republicans, but you know I, I want to start using the right term for what's going on here. All of these issues that we're battling are are issues that come out of out of out of that mindset, out of that ideology. Oh, I silenced the crowd. Well, I'm thinking on what you said there with that. Um, oh, come on. Disagree with them. Disagree with them. Because I, I do. I think that's, I think it's a good portion of what stuff is there, but I also, I, I, I don't know. I think it's like, it's very interesting to me that I have family members, not, not so many friends anymore, which is a weird situation to be in. And I don't know about colleagues because we don't talk about most of the stuff at work. I have family members who still very much vote Republican, but if you get one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, they actually don't support a lot of, say, Trump or DeSantis. And when you start probing them on stuff, you know, they, they don't have good reasons for why they believe what they're believing with things. And it, it seems like. Kind of sounds like religion. Right. Right. And, 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 and it's just it gets harder to you know, so just like. So tell me. And, and I think part of it, too, is like there's so many of us and maybe it's, a, it's you know, I, I don't know how you engage in it. Right. Because. It's laughable to so many what so many of these things coming up are that we're hearing from from the right in their political leanings and in the things that they're trying to enact and legislate, except for the fact that it's hurting very real people who are not hurting anyone in and of themselves. But it's it's laughable. The stuff like you're worried about this. Why are you worried? You're supposed to be the party of small government and autonomy and freedom and you care what goes on in my uterus, you know, and, and, and you start putting out the fallacy of pro-life arguments instead of pro-force birth arguments and, and things like that. But it's, it's just laughable at some of the things. And I think that's a danger that we get into because very few of us would engage if somebody came and tried to have a conversation with us and, and, and like tried to talk to us about all this fear mongering because we know things aren't true, but we also know with most people, it's a lost cause trying to explain it to them. 
And so we don't even try. We change the conversation. We walk away. We think what a nut job and we go from there. So we have culpability in that perspective, but we can't force someone to think about something more critically than they are. No, but when you talk to these folks that have all these reservations, who do they vote for? Yeah. I mean, because because the bottom line is you could you could talk is super cheap in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to hear about your qualms and then you vote for MTG. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't really like what Brian Kemp is doing to trans people. Man, I voted for him twice, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that case, you're full of shit because you, the people you vote for, ultimately represent your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So if you voted for him and you could hold your nose and make all the rationalization that at least he's not of this or at least he's not, you know, for whatever reason they hated Stacey Abrams, you still you still voted for that party. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to have you don't get to have qualms about it because you're not doing most of them. None of them are doing anything to change it from the inside. That's the thing. Ultimately, they're okay with it. Mm -hmm. Until they change their vote, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, because they're white and they're straight and they're Christian. So, you know, they're pretty much among the protected group. You know what? Not all of them are. are. Mm -mm. And, and, And that part, that's where I diverge with you on the white Christian nationalism part. I agree a lot of the things that they do go along and contribute to the expansion of white Christian nationalism. Exactly. But too exactly. many people, but there are too many people that are neither white or Christian or straight that go along and vote for that. Mm-hmm. For what? For right, not what, the higher numbers, but yes, there is a certain segment that that do right. But yes. the, so, but they're. But they're they're leaning to, or they approve of many of those um, measures. They're 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 ultimately they're friendly. They're ultimately okay it. with it. Yes. And yes, just like you were saying that the people that that hold their nose and still vote for the Republican Party. So d- does I mean, that make them white? That's that same kind does of thing. It, does it? But does that doesn't make them white Christian nationalists? Not as individuals, but as a movement. They're supporting that movement. They would tell you they were they are not. Well, they can they can tell me that all they want. <laughs> yeah, well, because because well, but their response is going to be is going to be very easy. I am either not white or I am not Christian. So you could say that all you want. That doesn't feel like an effective argument when it's very easy to say I'm not. I, I you know look at me. I'm not white. So how can I be a white Christian nationalist? They will shut that argument down just like that. Whether you so whether you like it or not, that will be their response and they will feel that they have gotten out of this because you're calling them something that's not true. Okay, so we just say W uh Well it's then saying right. well you're supporting people who support a platform that yes. believes in this. Yes. So, you are adja- adjacent. Ah, yeah, white Christian nationalists. We're going to get into the into the liberals' favorite <laughs> um, 
uh, argument technique, nuance. <laughs> and these, well, I mean, you know, the label doesn't really matter so much as as knowing what's at the heart of the politics in the in the Republican Party, or like like DeSantis, all the stuff he's doing is could be under that that label. I mean, he just they just passed the thing now, I guess, where they expanded the "Don't Say Gay" to uh, all the way through high school now. So, you know that that comes out of uh, white Christian nationalism. So, there was a a pretty lively Twitter thread that talked about uh, the I think it's Pride Week at mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. and there were five thousand people that were attending. Not just to the not just to the to the parks, but like a convention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were pretty bitter arguments in the gay community about why are you spending your money there? Yeah, that's a to me that's a you know I don't I don't really have a, a dog in that hunt, but it makes sense to me. I mean, there was well, a group. Good. I have friends that we rent a house in Pensacola every year for a week, which happens to be Matt Gates's, Matt Gates's district, right? Oh, yeah. I, grew, I grew up in Pensacola. Those are the beaches of my childhood. My friends lived in the area for a long time. When we I go have on family the, there still. Yeah, when we go on the punk yeah. rock cruise, it leaves out of Florida. So we spend a night in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, and I have struggled with this. Like, should I have to give up my vacation that I really enjoy at this beach of my childhood because it's supporting things in Florida that I really don't believe in. And I have come to the decision that I am going to make a, for me, pretty sizable donation to some charity in Florida or political opponent of someone in charge as a tax on myself for giving Hmm. Tourism dollars. So, what do you think? You Florida. think you're Fox News, and you can just sign a big fat check and absolve your sins? That does no. not work. That does not work on it this podcast. You don't get to buy not. your shame off. But you know what? It's the best that I'm going to do right now, because I also okay. recognize there are corporations like involved in some of this stuff that are not going to be so easy to move and dismantle with things. And that like the people who say, you know, boycott this store because somebody who founded it 30 years ago and is not associated with it today wrote a check to Trump. Okay, fine. But people I know work for this corporation. So if they go bankrupt, people I know lose their jobs. And how does that help anything? Right. When right. Pe- well, yeah. and then, you know, 40% of the Florida voters did not vote for DeSantis. So, you know, there's still, mm-hmm. you know, those those people that, you know, are you know, pretty much trapped. And Rationalization. That's this, and that's this year. Yep. Who knows what's going to happen next year with it? Like, if it, I may hit the point where I'm like, no, I just, I can't yeah. go to Florida. No. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I can't go. So, uh, Look, and I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, poking fun. But yeah, these are... These are conversations and situations that you don't really think you're going to be in, but you are now all mm-hmm. the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to do anything either to make it easier on these people 
to be their horrible selves and basically oppress underrepresented groups. And But we're barreling towards it in our own state, right? What are we all going to do? Move? Right, right. You know, yeah, we have see, ties here. We have jobs here. It's a big deal to do something like that. That part, that part seems a little, honestly a little easier because the answer to that is to fight. Stand your ground, as it were. <laughs> um, but yeah, but to fight, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't necessarily. The way you fight in Florida could be with your wallet. The way you fight here is going to be with your wallet and your time, and honestly your big mouth and because one of the things Ashley you said earlier you know it's like I don't talk about that at work and, and neither do I and neither do does most people uh, maybe we should and I realize the the discomfort it could cause the there's a reason you don't talk about it because passions get too hot but if you don't talk about it, aren't you really just extending the bubbles? I mean, why wouldn't you? I, we just I just found out before taping that a friend of Kelly's applied for a job at at my our company. Mm-hmm. He is and has been a rabid MAGA hat. You can't have a conversation with somebody like that about that right? because because of multiple reasons. But I think it does deprive people from, first of all, from really getting to know your coworkers and making it very, very superficial. Do, do they talk about at your place? Do they talk about news at all, Ashley? Like how much does that really come up other oh. than the, oh, my we, God, it's horrible. There was a shooting in Nashville and it, it's, yeah, it rests at that. We don't talk about that kind of stuff too much. We talk more about um, cybersecurity breaches, <laughs> things like that, mm-hmm. making the news, SpaceX blowing up today. You know, we, we talk about that kind of stuff in the news more than, than anything else. Uh, Did you talk and, about the government of Greece selling spyware to Sudan to help a military mm-hmm. coup? No, because I try not to talk about anything like that until I've had a chance to read the article and I've only seen the, head, the headline at the time that it came up this morning. Um, it's interesting. We have someone who works with us now who is ex-FBI, and I'm like, tell me all the stories related to this kind oh, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah. You know yeah. what? I'd be curious to know what that person's politics is because the FBI really let a lot go during mm-hmm. the dotard years, and mm-hmm. their history... To say it, that is checkered, it would, might be generous. It, it very yeah. any any organization like that's going to have a very checkered history. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, we're also a very we're a pretty diverse company. About um, you know have a significant Jewish population in our country in our in our company. Um, you know a few people who who are Muslim in our company. One person we you know is, uh, Ramadan ends today, and their big celebration is tomorrow. We have some hardcore. A uh, couple of hardcore kind of evangelicals in some parts of the company, and then we have a lot of people don't, who I don't, don't know. Don't what... you mean? Don't you mean white Christian nationalists? You need to get the term right if you're going to be on this show. <laughs> um, and then we have a whole bunch of people who have no idea what they are, but then there's like four or five of us who are atheists who just kind of found each other, 
and send each other stuff and talk about different things and you know it's uh it's kind of interesting from that perspective Your little godless club yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you sound pretty woke in that company then it's interesting it's interesting um <laughs> I, without I I won't I'll tell us a story off air sometime about uh, one of the times I was pretty outspoken about something, but I don't want to uh, I don't want to do anything that would give away who anybody else is in this gotcha. conversation. So we'll so save what that happens for then? Story. What happens if so? There's two two kind of scenarios in in a work setting. You could have somebody on your side kind of kind of mouthing off in ways that you agree with them. Mm-hmm. Do you sit on your hands and say nothing? Do you slack them and tell them the STFU? Or do you go, yeah, damn right. About time somebody said that. I have That's... real. I have I have pretty strong rules about what I think it's okay to talk about and not talk about in the workplace. So I'm the one who just kind of probably goes in and changes the subject 180 and just tries to take attention off of it. So you're you're, you're basically doing a nice version of STFU. Yeah. And what happens if it's the other side? Spout. Same off. thing. Still, just turn around and say something else. Oh, really? Most of the time, yeah, because I need to be able to work with all of the people that I need to be able to work with my colleagues. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be friends, best friends with all of my colleagues. Oh, I would, t- I would, I would, I would tell them probably nicely to STFU. You know, but I'm, but I was, uh, you know, and I have said to people like, we shouldn't discuss this. Let's talk about something yeah, else. Yeah, it's inappropriate. You know, but I, I don't see the value of getting into a deep discussion with it, and and frankly, sometimes it's easier to not let it go so far that you really know where somebody is with it, because I don't want it to color our ability to work together when we have to. Jeff, what do you tell the people at your company? <laughs> well, his employees. Well, I, hear the, I hear the president of that company is a loud mouth, man. I know, but, but my dogs never seem to really, <laughs> you know, come back with any good dialogue. I know they're anti-squirrel. That's the only, you know, ideology I know that they stand pro, for. Pro-treat. Pro-treat, anti-squirrel. Lots of naps. Yeah. They like a lot of nap time. <laughs> <laughs> And they're very pro-barking as they're, well. They like to they're, yell. They're a little ADHD. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, yeah, but, I, you know, as, as I think back to the days I was in the offices, and this is well over 30-some years ago, I, I don't really remember politics being a discussion topic. I really, I really don't. Is it, it just, because everybody was, agreed with everybody else? Like, like was, it, was it a... Like, you just kind of knew everybody was kind of in the same Well, no, I mean, you know, because I think that would have been, when was Reagan president? That was like 1980 the, um, to 1988. Yeah. He was, he so was lucid he for six of those years. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I know, you know, there was some anti-Reagan kind of, but it wasn't really harsh. And and maybe part of the thing was, is, is we weren't involved with politics as we probably should have been either. But, I mean, it's just kind of interesting to me to hear, you know, this this kind of conversation is like, back in the day, that wasn't really in your face. Mm-hmm. So it was different work, It was different working for a, for a news company because you yeah. kind of had to talk about it. Yeah. But you would talk about it with 
and it was never easy to do, but your personal feelings couldn't get involved in it. Right. And that was always faux to begin with. That's probably the, the topic for, an, for another pod. But I do... But you did your, your best to acknowledge that was an issue, though, right? Yeah, until the both sides stuff would come up, though. And yeah. it was usually... It was usually bending to the will because you didn't want to appear biased, which is why when I, I'm like, I, it looks like I'm sucking on a lemon right now. Because <laughs> just talking about, you know, average people who don't know dick about how news gets produced, they're all bias experts now. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to say, oh, that this, this, they're obviously biased and you're biased and it's been it's been planted in their head over the last three decades that they're all they all think they're media critics now sorry that's a podcast for another time as well (laughs) but i i do wonder i i do wonder if if not having real conversations i I don't know if it i don't know if it helps how do you get exposed to different different ideas if you're not talking to anybody i think you can have those kinds of conversations i just don't necessarily think that having them in the workplace is where would, the right but where, place to but do where it. would you have them i mean i mean how, where would you have them because you're not gonna because in your bubble it's a bubble for a reason it is but this is this is the last few years are the first time in many many years my i actually have a true bubble and i'm not interacting regularly through different social things with people who have allegiances or alliances with with the other side it's kind of a weird time in my life with it but we've i've had many of those kinds of conversations before um you have a handful of friends with it i think where it's where the bubble has started is we can disagree easily about economic policy we can disagree about the size of the military. We can disagree about the role of public assistance in a number of situations where you can't disagree, where you, where you just can't simply agree to disagree is when people's livelihood um, and life are, are being threatened off of idiotic, stupid, unfounded beliefs. And probably leading with that kind of statement is not going to make any, I was gonna say, any how, conversations easier. How, how, bubble, how bubbly is that? That's like a tight champagne bubble. It is. It is. But it's I mean, like a helmet. Yeah, you know, but it's kind of like, it's easy to disagree about a lot of things. But it's hard for me to get to take you seriously if you're leading in with all liberals are pedophiles and baby killers and I don't know whatever else it comes up with that person politely needs to be told to shut the fuck up yeah and 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 if if you are in a bubble and they're in a bubble and they don't get to hear it because there is this there's also this this belief that somehow our side doesn't want to have these conversations and yeah I, I absolutely, I, I would welcome them, w- welcome yeah. those conversations. Let me, let, 
And let me let me toss this out. Oh wait, finish. No, the go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe rather than using the term bubble, the better analogy would be a chasm, a widening chasm. Is like we used to be, you know, close enough together with what we'll call the other side to where we could have a uh, you know a conversation at a, at a respectable tone and all that. Because you did, because you you had. You had shared values, and you yes, had shared. Yes, yeah. You may not have believed the same things, but there were shared beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So you had you know some commonalities there. Uh, disagreement, but you know, so there was still a little bit of a, a crack there, but you still had a conversation. And then, you know, our side, you know, is is about progress. You know, in increasing human rights. Uh, you know. Worried about the environment, so you know we've been progressing, and it'd be one thing if the other side, you know, in conservative nature wants to slow things down. So I, I respect the uh, you know the definition of that. We need you know that other side to kind of say, wait, wait a minute. But where they've become in the last number of years is widening. So they want to go back. They want to go back to some say the fifties, some say the forties, some say the twenties, some say the you know, pre-Civil War. So that cavern, uh, you know, that, that chasm what has does the godless, increased what, what heart. Does the, what's the name of the, the wife? The, the transformed the, wife? Yes. What would the transformed, what, what decade does she, the transformed she wife doesn't, want to go back to? Uh, pre, she doesn't think women should have the right to vote. She thinks that they, that women should just let their husbands do all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, so that's the tr- when was the women's right? The w- right to vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 19... Typical man doesn't know. 20? <laughs> and that's what I was going to think. Is in the, in the oh, oh, 20. the true good old days. Yeah. Right, but no, Jeff, yeah, Jeff but understand, too, this woman has had a brain tumor. So, ah. I mean, she's a witch. Well, no, that's, too, that's, that's an insult <laughs> to witches. Um, <laughs> the things I'm in a I'm in a Reddit subreddit that snarks on people like her and the things this woman believes are atrocious, but she honestly believes women shouldn't have the right to vote and their husbands should do it and women should only stay home and take. She's care a of her real children. person, though. She is a real person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, yeah, because on yeah. Twitter you don't necessarily have to be. No, she's not. This, this is not a character she's playing. Okay. Okay. She. This is her name. Her real name is Lori Alexander, and that's not doxing anybody. That's who. If you you can Google the transformed wife, and Lori Alexander will come up. Oh my it. God! I'm never going to do that. Can you imagine the ads I'll get for the next month? I can send you some uh, Reddit links. So. Oh, please. But but your 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 description, it, Jeff. Our side wants to progress. Mm-hmm. Our side wants to. Our, our side, like, it, it couldn't have been more positive about what our side wants to do. And everything that you just said is what they are afraid of because you can spin it 180 degrees in the other direction as they they will not stop until our group is completely minimized. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So aren't you well, no, creating I mean- the chasm yourself? I don't think that their position needs to be completely minimized. It's, looking at this totally from the, there's, again, in the subreddit, there's a, there's a whole thing about trad wives and feminine, not feminist, and things like that. I think that the difference is, right, 
I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife or a stay-at-home daughter. I think if that's what works for you, do it. I want you to know that you have choices and opportunities beyond that and make sure you're given those choices and opportunities so that you pick what the right thing is for you. I don't think us being progressive means that we have to completely do away with the way somebody else is living. I think it's just saying what moves us all forward and the people who are then behind are behind because they choose to be behind, not because we're trying to dismantle or no, keep but you're, them. But you're right to have an, an abortion. Your right to have an abortion is not moving us forward. And the right for somebody to uh, dress like a woman or to transition or to say that gender is fluid is not moving us forward. And, and th these are, that's exactly what they will say. Like That's we, what they will say. Right. But it, it and, they, and, and that's what us, they believe. Yeah, which is unfortunately because they're wrong because the right to have an abortion actually does move society forward because it takes women out of a situation oh, of, of more poverty. You it and takes, your logic. It takes people, uh, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, if, if an abortion is right for you, that's great. But like we don't provide all the right things that need to happen for most children to be happy and healthy and well cared for after the fact so it's you know again back it's not about pro-life actually, about pro actually people, birth. Don't, people people don't want to work you know uncle joe can't just be sending people checks all the time for doing nothing well you, you know my cousin's wife said that back in january when i was visiting some family and i said you know those payments stopped a long time ago anybody who was on unemployment because of that they're not getting unemployment anymore now so that's not how any of that works. And, and that's I'm all sure, I said about I'm it. I'm sure, but. I'm sure there was this light bulb over her head where she had a eureka moment and she realized she had her facts incorrect and she changed her mind from that day forward and was a different person. No, but because you said I always <laughs> just changed the subject with it. I did kind of, I didn't STFU because I'm related to her and that would make things really awkward. But I just was like, that's not true. That's not how that works. Those funds are out now. You've been misinformed. And then I changed the subject. So. Wow. You're, better, you're, you're a nice per, you. nicer person than me in that situation, for sure. Yeah. Do you think our, do you you think know, our atheist group is, is uh, unwelcoming to the other side? Yes. We should, have one, we, should we be? No. We have one member who is Republican. That, that, that has told us he's Republican. He's told us he's Republican. And and it's made me cognizant. Of course, he knows what he's coming into as well. But it's yes. made me cognizant of how we say some of the things that we say. You'll have and to I'm tell not, me who this is off, off, off yeah, mic. And, I, and I'm not saying we shouldn't still express the viewpoints, but the way in which we say it sometimes probably needs to change. Less snarky. Less, yeah. Less. Yeah. Because meow. this person, this person is an intelligent person. So clearly not. You know, I, I, I don't know <laughs> what has led this person to have why they have the beliefs that they have. And it'd be interesting to have a right. There's a always one -on -one a one-on-one conversation. Right. I didn't think it would be appropriate to put this person right? on the spot during that's the that's the one-on-one -on -one like how do you know unless you have that conversation? Right. But let's let's have it when we're at. A meetup in person, not on a not right, on a right. Zoom. Uh, okay. And if you remember, that's, we had we had a woman who found us one time who came in, and uh, I, a lot of us kind of sensed pretty quickly she was in the wrong place, and she misunderstood a little bit about what we were about. And I have felt yeah, guilty yeah, from yeah. that. I was thinking, 
I thought we were welcoming to her, but at the same time, I was like, I, she really needs to understand what she's about to hear because I think, like, she might feel way overwhelmed in a second. And and I don't know that we handled that in the best situation, but I was like, she's mm -hmm. about to hear, she's about to hear a lot of things that are, I think are going to maybe not offend her, but make her wonder what the heck she just walked into. Like, I don't think she was, was, was that at one of our in-person well uh, deep COVID, dives at the blue Well before mist? COVID, yes. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Before times. We were in the blue mist. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I kind of recall that. I don't remember the background there, mm -hmm. but. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's, it's important to learn people's stories, but both sides have to be willing to listen and, and learn from the other. Mm -hmm. it, it can't be just a one-way conversation. I look forward to you doing that in your real life, Jeff. Well, no, and, you know, and that's, you know, um, our, our friend Tom, you know, I still engage with him from time to time, but out of that same kind of thing. He is somebody, he's, you know, I could never have that conversation with my dad. We've talked about this before, mm -hmm. you know, because it would just get into, you know, a yelling match and it, it went nowhere. But I still wanted to find out, you know, the why and how and that kind of thing. So, you know, you can have respectable conversations with people. Is it time to, is it time they, to have Tom back on the pod, have another, have an enemy guest day? <laughs> well, he's probably not going to come on now that you called it enemy. That, that was taken directly... <laughs> From WGST's Sean Hannity show. What? When, when Sean Hannity was a local talk radio host, used to be on WGST, 6.40 a.m. here in Atlanta. It was, oh, I forgot and, about that. Yeah. Um, you know, before he went to New York, before he went big, he was here to have something every, every week called Enemy Guest Day. And mm. that he would... Basically, have somebody that he didn't dis that he disagreed with on the radio. Do you think he would have enemy guest day? Now, it would be skewer your enemy yeah. day, which is five days a week on that entire network. So, no, can you? But can you disagree without being disagreeable? Yeah, it, you you have to you have to be able to do that. If you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to have right. any conversations. Right. That's true. Right. So if you call but, you if know, you call Tom a white Christian nationalist, that could be on the disagreeable side. Uh, no, he's got there's somebody um, in his denomination that wrote a book on how to be a good white Christian nationalist. I don't know how much room he would have. <laughs> so you're gonna tar and feather him because he knows somebody that is. <laughs> well, I mean, again, it, you know, they'll redefine just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, redefined it to make it a positive spin. Oh so, yeah, I'm one of those. This is a nice that. evening. Let's not talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I, 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 I saw a, a, a funny, a funny <laughs> response to one her latest uh, unhinged rant uh, in Congress, where some where somebody oh, said, yeah. it's "Like, are we sure that she's this that this is not roid rage?" You know, like they show her working out. They show her working out all the time. And he was the guy was right, the guy right. was dead serious. I mean, who knows? But we could certainly start. We could certainly start the rumor. But you know what? She'd probably she'd probably like embrace it. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah. I yeah. use as yeah. many. You know, those are God's gift to the body. Let's go. Yeah, she seems to embrace being a mean girl. 
for sure. So, so not other... realizing that Lindsay Lohan learned her lesson in the end of that movie. So. <laughs> well, she never made it to yeah. She never made it to the end. So, uh, any any closing thoughts, or do we want to hear what Jeff's latest depressing book is? Mm, I'm actually between books right now. I just finished a one from Jeff Jeff Charlotte. Um, drawing a blank on the title of it. Um, it was it was interesting, a different kind of style than his last book. So, uh, so you're not a fan? Yeah, not of this particular book. I I got what he was trying to do. It was kind of like these like little small town stories of what led up to the um, the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it was kind of interesting and hearing it from their perspective and all that. But I didn't really learn anything new. So, like I say, it was just, it, it was kind of a hard read because it wasn't like that, um, his typical It wasn't style. like a good but, daily show segment that just kept it moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, do you have anything to recommend? I am about 65% through the book Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingslover right now, and it is incredible. I have a feeling it is about to break my heart, but it is easily, the writing style is amazing and it is easily one of the best books I have read in a long, long time. I will be finishing it in the next couple of days because my book club will be talking about it Monday night. Ah, homework. I don't have a recommendation because the NHL playoffs are on and that's all I've been watching. So, <laughs> Well, we you have, need to get caught up on Ted Lasso too. We have two <laughs> Oh, I watched, yeah, I yeah. watched an episode right before recording tonight. Excellent. The latest one or? Mm, no, three. Episode okay. three. Okay. So yeah. okay. I'm, a, right. I'm, a, I'm a couple behind. Okay. They're awesome. But Ashley, They're thank great. you for, for joining the pod. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's fun. It's it been a fun. while. Always fun. It's been a while. Yeah. So it's glad to catch up with you guys. And to do this more and, often. Uh, yes. If you have, you have things you want to say, you know where you can come say them. Oh, yes, indeed, and I will. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Bye.